Connect and Move Radio. I'm your host, Andy Fortuna, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the live better experience and uncovery potential and life purpose through the best day ever mindset. Today's guest is Brett Gornick. Brett and Jason are the co-founders of Live Better. Their goal is to give you the tools needed to pursue your purpose and ultimately give back to others. As Nike trainers, run coaches, very bootcamp instructors, yoga teachers, meditation teachers, keynote speakers, and athletes themselves, they have proven that hard work is the key to success. Their retreats all over the world are truly the best ever. Brett, welcome to the show, bud. Thanks so much, Andy. Excited to be on and uh, have a good conversation. Absolutely. So for those of us that don't know you and, uh, and Jason and your guys' background and kind of what you guys are doing, kind of give us the, the filler on how you guys got to, or I guess for yourself, how you got to where you're at now. Yeah, so uh, Jason and I both started in the corporate world. So he was working as an accountant at uh, a big four accounting firm, and I was working doing data analytics for uh, a couple different uh, retail companies, some of the biggest in the world. And uh, we came out of college um, kind of just on the track from a business perspective, finding the best jobs we could, and soon realized that that was not our purpose. And so like you mentioned in the little intro, uh, it was just not fueling us. And um, we were doing very well at our jobs because we were passionate, because we work hard, um, and because we, we put in the grind, but we realized that we wanted to do more. So a uh, couple years after school, Jason and I connected. We had met in college through um, his wife and I went to uh, school together and we became friends through college and uh, a couple years off, connected at a mutual friends party and just started chatting about ideas and essentially one thing led to another led to a dinner uh led to a conversation and now about four and a half years have passed and we are where we are today so across that journey um we have really tried to figure out what is the best way to upgrade everything that you're doing uh, everything that we're doing so that we can give more back to others and throughout mm -hmm. that process it has been a full mind body soul experience of really understanding what are the drivers what are the levers that can be pulled so that we can give back and essentially we do that through a few different things um, we've created the the kind of cumulative experience of our retreats those are a week-long experience. Um, the next one's coming up at the end of April, early May. In El Salvador, we bring a, a group of people together that's looking for this upgrade, that's looking for this new way to consider and understand what life really is and what the potential is, and just have a fun time with a community of people that's looking to do the same thing. And then that leads into our Give Back mission, which is supporting local schools, uh, local children through meditation, mindfulness, and yoga and really just giving kids an opportunity to learn at a young age of what those tools can do for them to reach a potential that either they haven't explored yet or something that they didn't even know existed. So essentially in a nutshell, our goal is to give people the tools so that they can reach their max potential and with that do something positive. So we're not just trying to get people in shape on the beach or to be able to bend further into a back bend in yoga. It's kind of the next step. So, so what that you have a six pack or you can run a marathon or mm -hmm. um, you can bench press more weight. Uh, what is, what is that doing? Like what energy can that give you so that you can do something better for the entire world as a whole? 
And we've seen some really cool uh, success stories come from our experiences, from our weekly newsletter that we send out, our Instagram, um, and or any retreat that we put on across the world. Wow, that's a, a lot packed in into one experience. And then just the outcomes are awesome. I mean, I've heard of uh, experiences and retreats, but the fact that you guys also uh, move on over into community and now getting what you learned and sharing that with others, uh, usually, at least I've never heard of retreat or something like that. Usually you go to retreat, kind of improve yourself and then try to do your best about applying those things. But there's actually one of the steps within the experience from what you mentioned. Yeah, so we, um, our entire thought process has been rooting into the why. So we give people tools to become the best version of themselves. And there are so many avenues in which you can go down, right? You can become better physically, you can become better mentally, you can become better spiritually, you can become a better person within a community and your relationships. And so we were thinking as we, as we started this idea around the retreat of, how can we pack everything that we've learned in the last you know, five-ish years and, and beyond that um, to give somebody this complete upgrade? So along Jason and I's journey to get to this experience, it was a big grind. We, we worked in our jobs for around two years each um, while we were creating Live Better with years of prior experience in the corporate world. So in the, you know, the daily grind of showing up every single day and working, and then Jason and I would meet at lunch, we'd meet at night, we'd meet in the morning, we'd sleep for two hours, and we'd come back and do it again. Um, and we were just starting to think of like, what are the way in which we can help people become better? So there's multiple avenues to do that. Um, if you become better physically, for example, if you can run faster, if you can jump higher, if you can endure more there, your bandwidth for activity increases and with that more opportunities come up because instead of having to go home after a day at work and just sit down on Netflix you decide to go do something extra and there's so much time and there's so much potential with that time that if you have more energy and wherever that energy comes from if it's from meditation if it's better experience in your relationships if it's the fact that you just have more physical energy you can do more with that and exactly what you mentioned so so what what is the purpose of having this energy. Um, and yes, it's important to take care of yourself. You know, we're very much in the camp of, you know, putting your oxygen mask on first before helping others, because if you are at your full potential, or at least gaining that potential upward, you have way more bandwidth to give back to others around you. And so our mission now has been fuel others to do good. And in that, Jason and I have been like, so what good are we doing? And that's where our youth program has come into play. And now we're getting people to get on onto that as well that have continued to upgrade themselves. Um, and I think that that is kind of like the whole circular flow of what Live Better is. Um, upgrade yourself and then give back to others, whether that's through something that you're doing on your own, whether that's through your career, whether that's through just being a better family member. Um, there is so much to give back to. Um, and I think that taking care of yourself is like the key pillar in order to do that to the max potential. Love that. What was the biggest catalyst um, to start this journey to help others? Was it something that one of you guys went through? Was it an experience, a bad experience, a positive experience that you're like, you know what? <clears throat> I've learned a lot from this. I want to be able to teach people this or 
wow, this is such a negative experience that I want to be able to help people fight through this. Was there a catalyst like that or was it just it just kind of ambiguously just got you guys got together and started wanting to work on a project like this? Yeah, there was definitely a catalyst for both of us. Um, and I think the catalyst was very similar in the fact that we felt that we were working so hard for something that our heart wasn't in that we mm. thought, what if we work harder for something that we believe in? And I think the most important thing that we felt was that we don't see a tangible result for our work. So I was doing data analytics and you know I would see sales go up or down or different things working. Jason was doing accounting and, and a lot of that was like very far into the future. And we were thinking if we can impact somebody, some human being on a physical level, because a lot of our business is training one-on-one um, mm-hmm. as we do with the Nike stuff and teaching at various boot camp and all of that is if I can see somebody in three months change their physical body and in a result change their sleeping habits, change their career, like so many cool things, that is something that fuels us. So it was how can we start doing that? And once we started that path, um, and that's one of the big things that we'll talk about is just starting. Once we started to do that, you start to see, oh my gosh, like them showing up to see me a few days a week, working out with them, changing other habits is actually changing who they are as a human being. There's no more fuel needed for either of us to get out of bed and, and go at the day. Mm-hmm. Who, who are the type of people that you see really going after these type of retreats? Like who are the people that are uh, joining you guys in this one week <clears throat> And just fully diving in. So it's re- it's a really interesting question because we we've had so many different types of people. So if you were to look at like a customer analysis of it, mm-hmm. it's been from college kids to fifty five year old people, and everywhere in between, from people all over the country, from people all over the world, um, males and females, um, people with high level executive jobs to people that are just starting out their careers. Now with that, if you look at just the stats, I think you put those aside and the main factor of somebody that wants to come on one of our experiences is somebody that wants to experience more out of life. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is we have a lot of people that are either thinking about what they're doing, like actually where they're spending the majority of their time and being like, this isn't what I want to be doing, or people that are already doing something incredible that want to say, how can I even do this better? And so it's those two types of people. It's more about like the person inside than the, than the person that we see um, mm-hmm. that is really coming. So it's like these people that are realizing I'm spending so much time doing something that I don't love that if I could spend this same amount of time, I'd, I would do it way better if it was something that I actually loved doing. And or it's the person that's already doing something incredible that realizes I have more potential and I just need to meet more people and really network with those that are already doing that or want to do that to up level myself. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like, there's so many people that go through life pushing and working and working and they get to a certain point where like, damn, like what am, why, where is all this energy and work going for? And it's one of the things that, that you guys realized, but then you said, if I can you put that same amount of energy, same amount of work and mindset into something I actually enjoy and I see actually uh, having some fruit of, of the labor, what does that do for their life? What does that do for my quality of life? What does that do for my happiness? And I think um, a big part of that, which I think a lot of people are searching for, but they don't know what exactly that may be. So I think something like a retreat like this 
gives them the opportunity, like you mentioned, to answer the why. What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you're good at plus passionate about? What, you know, finding that middle ground, finding that gray area, because we get taught that everything's black and white, right? You go to school, you do this, 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 you, you know, you graduate and you go to your job, right? And there's a lot of times it's that gray area of where you're trying to figure out what you're passionate about and what you're good at. Um, and then obviously, you know, making a living off of that. So that, that sounds like something that you guys are really niching down and trying to discover in someone that joins these retreats. Yeah, I mean, that exactly, like you literally summed up exactly what it is. And I think a couple things to add on to that is every single person can remember a moment as a child to where in which they know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They they have this visceral memory of being somewhere or hearing something or talking to somebody at such a young age and being like, that is my calling. That yeah. is what I am meant to do. And everybody revisits that at some cadence, whether it's daily, monthly, yearly, every five years, or when they're 60 years old, and it mm-hmm. burns inside them. And I would say there's probably a half of percent of the world that goes out and does that because mm-hmm. of exactly what you said. There is a system in place to be quote unquote successful, to make money so that you can go relax on vacation or put your kids through college and they go through the exact same thing that you went through. Mm -hmm. But there is, it it takes a lot to put yourself in the situation to go out and pursue whatever that burning passion is. And now a couple of things happen on our experiences. One, you have removed yourself from the constant feedback loop of wherever you are already at so if you live in a city or you work at a certain place like you're gone from that for a full week not only are you gone from that but you are now in an environment where we do these retreats like the one coming up in el salvador that is a very clear and open environment to just think about things and actually put pen to paper to make things happen the caveat and the major thing to all of this is you are then surrounded by a group of people that are also thinking the same way that will push you and ask you questions and not bullshit and really just sit there and say, hey, I want to do that too, or I've thought about that, or I'm really into this idea. And let's sit down and talk about this for six hours. And then let's talk about it tomorrow. And then let's dive into it the next day. And it's a, like, we know that consistency is the only way to create anything. And when you're with somebody or some group and you're asking these questions for five or six straight days, you really can get to the bottom of a lot of the things that have been brewing in you to create an action plan. And that's kind of the biggest thing after that is we've seen so many incredible success stories. And this is one of the things that Jason and I revisit all the time Mm -hmm. is how much time and energy we put into the actual experience to make it this incredible opportunity just to think and reflect. And we never even thought about how deep this downstream impact would be on the people that come. Um, Mm -hmm. We've had... People come on these retreats that quit quit their jobs, that have gotten in and out of relationships, that have reconsidered things, that have quit their job, started a new job, and then the boss of their new job come on the next retreat because of how awesome the experience was. Um, our first employee came on one of our retreats, quit her job, came on a second one of our retreats, quit that job, and now is working for us. So I think there's just like crazy inc- and just unbelievable downstream effect and the fact that i can walk past a cafe and see two people from our retreat sitting there having coffee talking about something incredible and just see them do that and just continue to walk by and be like holy shit these people met 
and are not only not only have met but are now mm -hmm. deep in conversation without me even being there because of that experience shows the value of this trip so i mean i, I remember looking at the live better experience uh, website and looking at all the pictures and the videos and intro videos that you guys have on so people have an idea of what it looks like and you know from your explaining from what you're explaining it sounds and looks like just a phenomenal experience but how hard and how difficult and even how uncomfortable is it to be able to answer that why, right? I mean, for a lot of people, they've been living their life. Some have built careers. Some are trying to figure out what their career is. And they've been almost given this narrative if they haven't, you know, created it themselves on what their life should be. But then when you go into an experience like this where you start to dig deep on who you are, who you want to be, where you want to go, and some of it may not even align to the person and the life that you have created. So I got to say that might be an uncomfortable and almost scary situation for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I think to answer your question simply, everybody already knows. Yeah. Um, every single person knows what they should be doing. The steps in which to get there range from person to person. And the walls or the barriers to get to that space vary from person to person. And we'll go through a couple examples. You have person A that comes on our trip. So we've had a couple of really cool other like health and wellness professionals that have come on that are doing really cool stuff. They have gone through the ringer to get to where they're at. And now they're at this space where it's like, how do I even expand and grow further? So they maybe have already gotten to this point of, what would look like from an outsider perspective, kind of the pinnacle and the top of the mountain. But for them, they're still at the bottom. And then you've got the person that's coming on this retreat that's worked the job for 12 years, um, that may be high up in the, in the job with great benefits and an awesome 401k match and really high salary and bonus. But for the last 11 and a half out of those 12 years, there's been this thing burning inside them so they don't feel satisfied. Now, what's happened for that person is they have all these barriers, whether it's financial, whether it's their lifestyle, whether it's the relationship that they're in, whether it's the children that they have that they have to support. And they have to not only fight past all of that, but then also being like, I, I'm starting something at this point in my life where I could have been working on it for that amount of time. And so how we set up the trip is really to start to break down those barriers one by one for multiple, for multiple different reasons and give people the opportunity to express throughout the trip. So Jason and I do a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with everybody that comes on the experience to just knock down all of those walls from the start and really learn about why they're there and what they want to get out of it. Across, uh, On top of that, we also, every single day, builds on the day before. So you start to really feel not only comfortable with sharing your story, but excited to because other people are opening up and vulnerability is the number one thing. So if we can get people to share stories on day one and day two about hard shit that they're going through or things that are holding them back from really unleashing this potential, everybody else starts to open up. And it really is this snowball effect of being like, I'm holding on and harboring something that's holding me back. And we use the term from one of our favorite books um, called The War of Art of Resistance. Um, there is a resistance that everybody faces. I face it every single day of, of should I be doing this or this? And um, we need to just really just move past that resistance, register that it's there and say, this is what is holding me back, whatever it is. If it's one of those examples I just gave or something else and say, this is what's holding me back. And here's a plan in which I can go attack it. And that's what we help people do. We give you the tools to be your best self. 
and surround you with people that are also wanting to pursue something so that you can mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth with these ideas to make a true plan. And like, you have to create action. You go on this trip, you're going to feel great. You're going to surf. You're going to have fun. You're going to eat good food. You're going to be in the sun. But so what? You can go do that on a beach anywhere in the world and have a fun time. But what do you come back with? And when you come back with people that are going to say, hey, we're going to go meet once a week and really chat about these things that you're doing so that I can hold you accountable, you're not getting that on an all-inclusive stay at some resort. And that's what separates this from from any other style of trip. It must be a big relief for someone that is in this hole or in this mindset or trying to figure what their next step is to have 5, 10, 15, 20 people that are in the same journey. Because even myself as a business owner and as a practitioner, always trying to improve and get better and um, as a practice and, and someone who, who trains and is always physically active, always trying to improve, looking to, for that upgrade, right? Similar to uh, what you guys are, are trying to provide. Um, it must be a relief to find that other people are struggling just as hard or harder as you. And to see maybe some of those pain points that you were going through, somehow you can give them a little tidbit on how to kind of surpass that. And someone that's maybe ahead of you in whatever it is, maybe is a barrier or friction or kind of like a mindset thing, or maybe it is like technique or a little skill that you didn't have, but the other person has. Um, so that community where you're all going through the same journey and you can see me like, all right, so maybe it's not just me. So having that validation be like, okay, maybe I'm in the right path. I just didn't know uh, where to kind of where, where to kind of go from there. So that community aspect is is super powerful. I'm I'm assuming it's massive. And uh, one of our guiding principles is that you are the product of the five people you spend the most time with. Mm-hmm. And so if you are coming on an experience like this, and everybody else, like you said is in the same mindset of not only I have shit that's gone on in my life, I'm going through stuff, but I'm also willing to take a week away to confront that and then create this lifelong journey to go after it. You are going to do cool stuff after this trip because you will have those people that are also going through that. And on top of that, you take, you add one person in from the retreat. Not only are you adding in this incredible human being that's going to help you, and I'm just using one as an example, it could be all five, but you are also removing one of the other five that was holding you back. You only have time in the day to be surrounded by so many people. So if you add in somebody that is leveling you up and also also consequently remove somebody else, that shift, that delta is massive. And that is where everything happens because nobody gets through life by themselves. And nobody will be at their max potential just solely on their own. So we have focused on building up this group. And one really cool thing that we focus on doing is post-retreat, not only getting the people that went on said retreat together, but also we put on these events, which is exclusive to anybody that's ever come on our experiences a couple times a year to bring everybody together. So that if you went on the Nicaragua retreat or the El Salvador or the Tulum retreat or whatever, you're meeting people that have also gone on other retreats and then you start to connect and that community starts to grow deeper. One of our major focuses is how deep can we impact people as opposed to how broad can we grow? And Mm. I think that that's a common misconception in business of this term scale because people think scale is breadth. We think of it as depth. How Mm -hmm. can we create? a community of people that is 
so in sync with our messaging, with our vibe, and with each other so that they can build and grow together and create a deeper impact. And that is, that's the end goal. So really having this, this tight knit group of people, um, Jason and I were at a, a wedding of a couple people that came on our retreat. They were already engaged before the experience. And we come into the wedding, we sit down at our table and the tables, everybody else that like a bunch of other people that came on that retreat and the wedding was small. And so right. to see out of an 80, 90 person wedding, one full table of people that came on our experience together, I was like, holy shit, Jason, I looked at it like, this is a real thing. This is like a, a true impact that they spent time, money and energy to invite other people that they had just met a year prior to come to the most special day of their lives. Yeah. And um, to me, that was one of those things where you just like take a step back and you're like, this is awesome. I want to revisit a little piece that you mentioned uh, talking about rooting into the why. And you talked about the physicality, improving activity bandwidth. And I wanted to see if you can kind of uh, expand on that a little bit. And I feel it's not just on, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not just on the physical side, but also the mindset of bandwidth. And it's similar kind of like we just mentioned the depth versus, versus spread and length on relationships rather than knowing 30 people, but knowing five to 10 people really well and how you can um, improve that connection and relationships. So talk to us a little bit more on the activity bandwidth that you mentioned. Yeah. So I'm going to start with, uh, with one, one point, one of my favorite books and probably my favorite author, Simon Sinek wrote an amazing book called start with why. Mm -hmm. And his Ted talk um, around that is also my favorite Ted talk. And what it, what it talks about is that the why is the fuel for anything you do. Also, for any decision you make, he takes it from a little bit more of a business perspective of why you buy certain products. So why do you get an iPhone versus Samsung Galaxy? And he goes into the mental study, the research about why you would buy an iPhone for $1,000 when you can go buy a Samsung Galaxy for free. Um, and it really dives into the why in which you do anything at all is the foundation. It doesn't matter what the product is. Um, it's all about the why. And so what we get into in regards to the physical side of that is a concept that we, that we've kind of taken from our Nike training as, as training versus exercise. And we think that if you are training for something versus just exercising, you will be so much more in tune for the reason in which why you are performing the task you are performing. So Jason and I ran our first marathon last year. We set a very lofty goal of breaking three hours, um, which for non-marathon runners, that's like a 650 mile um, for 26.2 miles, which is pretty fast. Um, we had both been runners in the past, but Jason was coming off a hamstring injury and I'd never ran more than a 10K. So... Mm -hmm. We put that out there because one of the things that we preach is we're both coaches and athletes. We want to show people that everything that we will coach you to do, we can do ourselves at the highest level we can do. Mm -hmm. What was very interesting across that journey was that we created a plan and Jason and I both had different programs because we're different bodies, we're different people, but we had a plan in which we were training for something as opposed to just showing up to the gym and there's nothing wrong with getting into the gym. But when you have purpose, when you have a why behind it, you realize why today I'm doing this, tomorrow I'm doing this, and then why I'm taking a day off as opposed to I'm going to just lift today, I'll run tomorrow, and then I'm a little tired and I'll take a rest day. You have a purpose behind that. So when we 
talk about movement specifically with people, we take people through a broad range of movements. Yoga is very important from a connection to your body perspective. We take people through mm -hmm. pretty advanced beach workouts on the beach to really rile them up and show them that you have capabilities beyond what you can do. And then once people come back, we really start to talk to people like, why are you training? What are you working out for? So a client of mine that uh, was a training client, still is a training client of mine one-on-one, -on -one, um, has come on uh, our last retreat. And it's been fun because she was exercising. She's in super good shape. And since she's come back from the retreat, we've got her now on a path to run her first um, 8K and half marathon this year. And so it's been super interesting to see like now she's got a purpose behind her training and to fuel that purpose, that why, everything changes. You're more, more dialed in on your nutrition. You're more dialed in on your social interactions. You're more dialed in on why am I running five miles today and then lifting legs tomorrow and then just stretching the next day because that all culminates into some event. So at the kind of the, the baseline level of it, it is training versus exercise and really starting to put into action a plan in which to create a program for something that you are training towards and always having that North Star that will change from year to year, from event to event, from time in your life to time in your life. But if you have a purpose behind it, your results will be better. You'll be more focused. You'll be more diligent. And you'll have the discipline in order to do that because you have to show up on whatever date that is to run whatever race you're doing or to do whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you don't put in the effort to get there, you will know on the day you show up to run your race, shit, I did not put in enough work or you know what, whatever the result is today, I did exactly what I possibly could do to get to that point. Talk to me about this best day ever mindset. Oh, baby. Yeah, I love it. Um, so best day ever is a mindset in which you choose to have the best day ever every single day. It is a conscious choice. Where this comes off sometimes is this fluffy thing of, oh, I'm having the best day ever. Like, it's just like fun and exciting. And it's not because you go through things on a day to day basis. Some are good, some are bad, and some really suck. Mm -hmm. But you have the opportunity to react to everything that comes at you. That's what life is. We put ourselves on a path. We put ourselves on a journey to get from point A to point B, but along that, there are going to be things that try to derail us, and this is where the mindset comes in. So if I'm driving to work and somebody cuts me off, I have two options. I can either honk and scream at them, or I can take a deep breath and say, hey, this person is trying to get somewhere, and I am just in, they think I'm in their way, and I'm just going to move on. And once you start moving on from all that little stuff, you can then start to move on from the big stuff. Example, injury in what Jason and I do is, is, is catastrophic. In the last two years, I shattered my collarbone and got pins and screws in there, and Jason tore his hamstring off of his leg. And you could look back and say, you know what? I'm done. Like I, I can't run again. I can't do a handstand again. Or you can say, this is a blimp on the radar of my health journey, and I'm going to take this in, learn from it, and move forward. And so I think a lot of times people get caught up in it because they're like, there's just no way. But the answer is yes. This could be the last day you ever have of your life. And once you really think about it that way, not in a negative way, but more in an opportunistic way, you think, I have to make today the best day ever. This could be the last one I have. Mm -hmm. And so if I really believe in that, I'm going to do whatever I can in this day. And it might be just a standard day. It might be I'm waking up, training my clients, or I'm going to work, I'm coming home, I'm having time with my puppy and my wife, and I'm going to bed. But 
at the end of that day, you can say, did I do everything possible for that day to be the best one ever? And if the answer is yes, then you know you're on the path. And none of the little stuff will get in your way anymore. All the little annoying things, all the gossip, all the BS will just be so beneath you that you can rise above all of that, find the clarity in which you have and you know you have to then go pursue the purpose. Love that. I think it's it's especially in this day and age in social media, uh, you just have this constant highlight reels, um, stress building up, right? Sometimes some parts of the country, it's harder to make enough money that you need to live the life that you want or working a little bit harder. Um, I think this simple, I mean, simple in the sense of the concept of it, right? Is getting yourself to understand that how you react is everything. Right, you can't necessarily control, like you mentioned, the car coming in front of you. You can't necessarily control an injury. You can't necessarily control, God forbid, something bad happening. But you can control, and this is something I talk to my patients and people that I work with all the time. Right, even to myself. I mean, I talk about this, but even sometimes in myself, I deal with this. Is how you react to that is everything, whether good or bad. How you react to that is really going to set the the tone for the next thing. And it's funny that you mentioned the car thing because on the way over here to my office, um, this car just, I see this coming. I'm on the, there's three lanes. I'm on the second one. And this one's going, this guy's coming across and he wants to come in front of me. I'm like, okay, cool. I see the 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 uh, turning signal. Wants to come over to the next lane in front of me. I'm like, okay, no, cool, no problem. He's going a little slow. So I'm going to pass to the left lane and keep going on my way. And this guy just keeps going right in front of me. And I'm just like livid. And of course, <laughs> I, I get my hand and I just go onto the honk and just honking. Beep. Yeah. You know? And I was like, I showed him. And then literally, as soon as I did that, I'm like, what an idiot. What did that <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, that did nothing. It fueled me up, blew, you know, put my high blood pressure up or, you know, skyrocketed my blood pressure. Got me in a terrible mood for like five seconds. And I said, for all I know, that guy's having a terrible day. For mm-hmm. all I know. Worst day ever. You know, and I'm just here just adding on to that. Plus, this honking does absolutely nothing. If anything scares the people around us, um, for no reason. Mm-hmm. I think about it. I'm like, you know what? I should just kind of back off on the accelerator a little bit and have him go and let him go about his day. But nope, I had to. I have to show him. Uh, as soon as I'm going, I'm looking behind my rear mirror. I'm just like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Let me take a deep breath. I'm sorry to the universe. Sorry to him. I shouldn't have done that. Whether it was his fault or my fault, it doesn't matter. How I reacted was everything. So, but now how I reacted to that reaction was everything to me. Yes. So I said, okay, I can't, I, I don't have the back to the future car, mm-hmm. so I can't yeah. go back. But what I can say is, you know what? I should have known better. Uh, I don't know what he's going through. Um, I could have easily backed off a little bit, but you know, my ego got into the way. So that, that next step to me was important, um, which now gives me the opportunity to act better the next time. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, we get stuck in that rat race, right? Kind of always moving forward, always moving forward, trying to push forward. Uh, and when these little things, kind of like you mentioned, these little things get the best of us. And then at the end of the day, we're so riled up, but we forget about all the good things we have. Family, health, job, whether we love our job or not. At least we have something that's able to provide to the things that we do love to do. Um, and something that I started doing about, I want to say about two months ago, is every morning, no matter what I was doing before I checked anything, I would give thanks to three things. And usually it's uh, obviously my family, my health, um, my job, because uh, I love what I do, 
and then the opportunity to help others. Mm-hmm. Usually those three things. And I do that without fail. Sometimes it takes me about, no lie, it takes me about 10 or 15 minutes just because I have so many thoughts coming into my head. And, you know, if, for whatever reason, just like life is, there's so many distractions. So I really try to make uh, an important aspect, early morning gratitude. Um, it's very simple. But and now it sets me up for the rest of the day. And the reason why I talk about this is because just like you mentioned, reaction is everything, right? And mindset, this this best day ever mindset, it, it may sound cliche, but when you start to practice it, it becomes harder than it really than it really looks like, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many things that kind of bombard this, bombard ourselves that we start to realize, wow, there's little minute stuff that I didn't have to worry about that I'm letting it consume me. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, an injury uh, for whatever it was uh, could have happened, anything bad. Um, but having this reaction is everything type of mindset, this best day ever mindset, giving your, yourself the opportunity to not sweat the little things. You now, be thankful for everything else that you do have and control what you can control. Uh, and it's almost liberating when you think of it that way. You're like, all right. I actually had a pretty good day if you think about it. Yeah, you know, I had a, a really tough conversation with one of my employees or I had a really tough conversation with uh, whoever or, you know what, you know, this guy cut me off. But when I think about it, you know what, it's a great day. I'm healthy. Family is good. Um, everything's going well at work. You know, those little nuances, we let them. Uh, and I mentioned social media is because everybody's on our, on the phone, right? And it's very easy to look at the next person and be like, wow. Look at what they're doing, you know, and compare, mm-hmm. right? And compare ourselves to whatever it is that we're seeing. And we don't know the, the backstory or what really is exactly happening um, and how we react to those things. I think is super important um, and how we react to either good or bad things is also important. So I really love this best day ever mindset. Yeah, I think one key takeaway I want to take from what you said, um, and I love this. I just finished a book called uh, How to Communicate Like a Buddhist. And uh, I've I've pulled in philosophy like this and ideals like this for a long time. Um, But what you just said really, really hit a heartstring because the most important thing of what happens there, and we always talk about this in meditation, is what meditation is, is coming back to your breath. So it's the understanding that I have lost focus on my breath. I've realized that and I come back to it or whatever it is, the mantra, the the idea you're thinking about, whatever you're thinking about, it's coming back to that thing. Very much like yoga. It's coming back to breathing. You're moving, but the moving is a distraction from the breath to test you. What Mm -hmm. you mentioned there was that you reacted in a way in which you were not proud of, and you then had the mental capacity to reflect on that and say, I realized that I'd made a mistake in my reaction, And I can't go back and change that. But what I can do is the next time this event comes up in any sort of order, I know that my reaction to previous event was not up to my standard. So I will change going forward. And to me, that's all we can do. You can be the most zen. You can be the most well-practiced person. But something at some time is going to flip the switch. You're going to do something you regret. You can either sit there and be upset at yourself and and put yourself down or you can say you know what i messed up i reflected on that i understand that and i'm going to do my best the next time and that's all we can do and that's what the best day of our mindset is it is mm-hmm. an understanding that anything that comes my way 
I have two opportunities to react. I can take it as a learning or I can let it defeat me. And if you take everything as a learning, everything as an opportunity, whether you were about to land this massive business deal and you said the wrong thing, you learned that the next time that comes up, you can do it. Or when I shattered my collarbone and Jason walked in the hospital and I said, today's the best day ever. And he looked at me and it's almost like, okay, come on, dude, like this isn't real. And all I thought about was in my head was I have an opportunity now to become and understand more about my body than I would have if this didn't happen to me. And it sounds crazy. And the only way that I was able to do that on that day was because of all of the repetitions I had from the cars yeah. cutting me off, from the days in which my bike broke down on my way to work or the way in which I was, you know, all the, the internet stopped working or like all those little things add up so that when the big thing comes, you're ready for that. And you've reflected on the times in which you've messed up. And that's everything. Love it. Brett, how can uh, how can the listeners uh, reach out to you guys or even apply for this experience? Yeah, so uh, Retreat is live. Um, LiveBetterCo, LiveBetterCo.org is our website. Um, LiveBetterCo mm -hmm. is our Instagram. Uh, my personal Instagram is Brett, B-R-E-T, it's just one T, underscore Gornick, G-O-R-N-I-K. Uh, you go to our homepage right now, boom, it is Retreat up there. You submit an inquiry. Uh, we'll get back to you within a day and we'll set up time to talk. We love to talk to everybody that wants to inquire. Um, we also have one coming up in November as well. So we have a bunch of people that inquire now. So they can't make these dates, but they can make it in November. And uh, we host two a year. If you are um, in Chicago as well, we host a bunch of different events throughout the year, whether they're yoga events, wellness workshops. So we have a run club in the summer that meets. Um, and then one of the coolest things that I love that we do is every single week we send out an email called Wake Up Wednesday. Um, it's both inspirational and aspirational and really educational and tactical about how to do what we're talking about here. Um, it's a nice weekly reminder. So um, you can go onto our website uh, as well. There's a little subscribe button up there and you can sign up for Wake Up Wednesday. It's awesome. We have um, we have about over 25,000 subscribers that are, that are getting that every single week. So it's a really cool community that we're building, um, as well there, um, uh, for people that either aren't in Chicago or can't attend a trip. And you can learn a lot more about our retreats through there. Um, and yeah, we'd love to do that. We also have our own podcast as well, which is available on all podcasting websites, um, live better show, live better podcast. So, um, yeah, there's so many ways to connect. We'd love to hear feedback. That's our favorite thing. Um, things that you like that we're doing, things that you want more of. We're always down to learn and to grow. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll have all the links uh, to everything that Brett just mentioned, uh, the website, the podcast, the uh, experience, even the, the newsletter, everything that you, you need from uh, Brett will have the links and you should see at the bottom of the, the show notes here. Um, real quick, I know you had mentioned, I usually ask for the guests to give us some books. I know you mentioned two or three already. Um, I just wanted to kind of review some of the ones that you had given the list from us uh it's the alchemist power of moments and the infinite game Just oh real quick. wow these are classics yeah. um yeah so I, real quick why yeah. why did you choose those three yeah so i give you a couple other really good ones um and we'll just we'll go through those three that you mentioned the alchemist is a book in which uh we give to everybody that comes on one of our experiences because every single person if you haven't read it yet i'm not even going to talk about what it is just read it because everybody is on this path and essentially in a nutshell it's a book about the journey of life um yeah. in the least frivolous bullshit way it's just real and 
every single person in the world, this is why it's sold over 60 million copies, can relate to this book. On top of that, every human being should read this book once a year because every year you're on a different part of the journey and you recognize it. So if you do anything from this podcast, read The Alchemist, anything. I'd rather you not follow me on Instagram and read The Alchemist for real because of how powerful that book is. Two other books, The Power of Moments. If you do anything that involves interacting with other human beings, you should read this book. It is a book in which it talks about the science behind how to create everlasting moments, whether that moment is the first day at work for one of your new employees, whether that is a retreat experience, whether that's a client experience that you're seeing in your office, or whether that's being a better spouse. It talks about how moments can create this everlasting effect on people and really dives into the way in which to do that well. The last one, uh, Simon Sinek, Start With Why. His most recent book is called The Infinite Game, and that's after reading this book at the end of last year, it's been my motto for this entire year across all my goals and everything is this infinite mindset. It essentially talks about from a very business perspective, but also breaks it down personally about how if you think infinitely, so less about what are this quarter's results and more about what is our impact forever, how much better you do at what you do and how much more of an impact you can have on those around you. Um, and his, his writing style, um, the way in which he presents information, the examples that he uses resonate with everybody because they're very large examples of businesses everybody knows about. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's a really cool reframe to think about how in which you should do what you do and the way in which you should do it. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So this last piece real quick before we end the show here is speed round. So speed round is we have a, a few questions here uh, ready for you to, to fire at you and you have uh, minimal time to answer the question. So whatever is, you know, jumps up at the top of the dome cool. uh, is what you say. Ready? Yep. Ready to rock. All right. What's your greatest fear? Uh, greatest fear is um, being on a bridge. I am scared of bridges. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like one of those uh, wooden bridges between two mountains. I forgot what they call it. Yeah, that. Okay. Anything just like up high bridge. like that. I would. I think the one thing that would literally make me pee my pants is skydiving. I haven't done it yet, but I just think about it and I'm scared of it. So, so a funny thing about that. That is my ultimate fear heights, and that's something that I kind of not kind of I want to do. All right, we're doing because, it together. Yeah, I feel Let's like if it. I do that. If I do that, because I talk about fear and uncomfortable and stuff like that, and I have to say, you know, sometimes I feel hypocritical because I haven't even conquered my own fear. Yeah. Um, to the point where, you know, those hotels that have like the centerpiece and like the rooms go around the side. So you have a big giant, uh, I forgot how you call it, but the, uh, it's just like the center of the hotel is there's nothing. Oh, yeah, 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 room. yeah, yeah. So when it comes to walking to the room, I have to be really close to the wall. <laughs> that's and awesome. To the rail. <laughs> that's awesome. So, yeah, that I doesn't get it. me. I could stand on the – we have uh, in Chicago the okay. – I'm calling it the Sears Tower, but the Willis Tower now has this little, like, glass platform oh, you can yeah. stand on. I can do oh, that. Yeah. I mean, it, it scares me just as much as the next person, but uh, we'll, we'll go with skydiving. You and I got to yeah. do it together so we can say we, we checked it off. You know, I, I, I think if I do that, I'll be like, wow, then yeah. you know, what's next? I just want to find um, a cool place to do it. That That's my big thing. Maybe, like, the Swiss Alps or something. Got it. All right, next question. One thing you can live without – you can. I live can. Without. Um, 
one thing I can live without would be wow, that's a good question. Um, I could live I could live without uh, takeout food. I like I like to cook my own food. Okay. Uh, last last movie you saw, Netflix on the in the theaters wherever. Um, last movie I saw was the it was a cool a Netflix movie called The Laundromat. Laundromat. Yeah. Um, and it is a it's a really interesting movie about the Panama Papers, um, which it. is a really interesting story about how super rich assholes swindle their money into Panama banks and screw people over. It's a really good, it's a really good movie. Favorite superhero. Last question. Oh, this is an interesting one. So uh, my favorite superhero is, it's kind of a crazy one. I don't know if you know if he's a superhero, but for some reason as a kid, I was obsessed with the Punisher. Um, Wow. And I know it's super weird because it's like so violent. Um, but and I don't believe in in violence, but for some reason I just think he's a badass. He's like a normal person, um, and he just yeah. crushes it. So he, he, I think he does things from the right way. And I, I definitely don't believe in violence as the answer. And I'm not very into guns, but for some reason the Punisher is just a badass. You know, for most people, when I ask this question, it's a similar thing. They like Batman, right? Yeah, yeah. You see the Batman, Spider Man. It's not like someone that has this like all. You know this power, like Superman. Yeah, right? yeah, kind of Superman. Like, yeah, given or whatever. It's usually a human being that has these set of skills that they can really help the world with. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's funny like, when I ask this question. Well, first of all, this is the first time I've ever gotten the Punisher, so kudos to you. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, but it's it's a similar mindset. Like, hey, it's, you know, he's still human, and he can still like he's a badass and yeah. all this stuff. And, Interesting. Well, uh, this last piece is what I call thanks. And here I give thanks to, I give three thanks. The first one is to you, Brad. Thank you very much for taking the time to jump on the podcast. Uh, so much has been, first of all, I learned a lot from today's show. So thank you very much. And I can only expect that the listeners are learning just as much, if not more. Uh, so thank you very much for taking the time and jumping on. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Andy. The second one goes to our listeners. Guys, without you, without the audience, really this platform would be nothing it'd just be two people talking or just a few people talking into the air but you give us the opportunity to share knowledge experience um, methods philosophies that help uh, maybe the next person or one person at least to live a better life uh, to help others live a better life um, and just you know be better humans uh, and that's the role of this uh, connect and move radio show um, the next one is to our clients and patients and those that we get to work with on a daily basis, uh, even like retreats, like the ones that Brett and Jason have created. Thank you very much for believing in what we have to offer, in valuing valuing um, our information, our experiences, and our, and our knowledge that we love to share and uh, help others develop. So thank you very much for all that and for the chance to continue. With that being said, I'm Andy Fortuna. This is Connect and Move Radio, signing out. Hey there, Andy Fortuna here, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. I love the opportunity to connect and share information with passionate people just like you, and would love the opportunity to do the same for others. So please take the time right now to leave a five-star review and help spread the word about this podcast. Thank you so much for your support, and see you on the next episode. Hold up.